it like me? Do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hot. Hi, and welcome to the Truth in the Booty podcast, where I discuss love, sex, relationships, and the alternative lifestyle. Okay, so I wanted to um, start off by giving a sex tip or yep. a, love, uh, a love tip. Love tip. Well, oh. one of each. One of each. Yep. So start off by giving you a tip for love and relationships, and then a tip for sex as well. Yeah. So Mrs. Truth, what's your what what type of tip are you giving? Okay, so I will give a sex tip. Okay. So I would say that if you're going to do anal, I think that it's quite helpful to use silicone lube. It can be helpful also to use um butt plugs to warm up, but I don't think it's necessary. But I just think it will just make your life a whole lot easier if you use silicone lube. Love Honey does one which is like um, really good as well. They have some water-based ones which are good for anal. But above all, I think a lot of people struggle with anal and a lot of it has to do with not having the right lube. So I would definitely recommend using silicone lube. And you can use it for other things as well. What about, you know, a lot of people talk about using coconut oil, even using Vaseline. I've heard people talk about butter. Butter, yeah, like using butter. That's old school. Using that butter. is like, that's the ghetto. Like, why would you? Lube, <sighs> isn't it? That's what that's what people think. Yeah. What are some of the reasons people shouldn't use that stuff? I think most people know now. I don't believe in using coconut oil as lube. What? I don't believe in it. Like, I've done it before. I've used it, but really, it's one of those things that gets used mainly because it's what's lying around. Like, I'd say it's not good to use because, one, usually it comes out clumpy, which isn't really good for, like, applying it onto a dick or, like, putting it on somebody's pussy or something like that or in someone's ass. So that makes it a problem application-wise. The other thing is that it's more acidic than, like, say, other um, materials. So it can actually disrupt the pH of your vagina as well. So that doesn't really seem, like, worth the aggro. Then the other thing is that it can degrade condoms, so it's not safe to use with condoms either. So I just think that it's just better to just spend the money, buy some lube, like it's not that deep. And also, coconut oil can be absorbed by the body as well. But if you're using it for lubricant, and especially on a condom or stuff like that, your body absorbs it and then it goes away very easily. Yeah, so it makes it like less slippery, so then you have to keep reapplying it which is not really that great for the mood. So if you just bought silicone lube, no, then you could avoid these problems. There you go. Yeah, and I'll just add, like, I'm not saying that all lubricants are perfect. Like, obviously, you can shop around and find the one which is, is right for you as well. So is it my tip now? Yeah, your tip. Yeah, so my one is a love and relationship tip. And my one is to be spontaneous. Now, mm-hmm. I think that being spontaneous and stuff helps to keep things excited. Also, people, everybody likes surprises. So, you know, when you're spontaneous and just spring something onto your partner, then that can be really fun, enjoyable, and it can make your, you know, keeps your relationship still in that kind of as close to a honeymoon period and mm-hmm. looking forward to doing stuff with the other person. Um, so, example of something spontaneous that. I sell. One time I was with Mrs. Truth, I said, let's get in the car. I think I blindfolded her, mm-hmm. tied her hands up, 
took her for a drive somewhere, got out of the car, we went to the woods, we were out in the woods in the middle of the night, I tied her up to a tree, pulled down her trousers, spanking her, <laughs> teasing her, and then I fucked her against the tree. Yeah, completely out of the blue. I had no idea what was going to happen. Yeah, she didn't know what was happening. She didn't know where we were driving to, she didn't know where we were going. But, you know, that kind of thing, it's really exciting. It's exciting for, what was exciting for me to set up. It was exciting for mm-hmm. Mrs. Truth to do it. So, yeah. It's, yeah, it's quite a rush to get, like, blindfolded as well and, like, not being able to anticipate what's coming next. And, you know, that's doing that in other parts of your relationship as well. So, you know, just randomly taking people out, randomly buying flowers or things like that as well. Mm-hmm. I can remember one time, and I think I was even unemployed at the time, and I went. I used like a Groupon voucher to buy us dinner. Yeah. So we got dinner to like a nice restaurant mm-hmm. uh, through Groupon, so it was really cheap, but it was to a nice restaurant. Yeah. And we got like a two, a two or three course meal, just sprang it on her. Yeah. Up to this restaurant, it was really good, really fun. Yeah, so that's not an excuse to not try and still do things to make effort in a relationship. Like, there's different things that you can do to be creative as well, which are good. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny that you say about the surprises, though, because a lot of the time when I try to surprise you, you want to know what it is. And I'll say, it's a surprise. And you're like, but what is it, though? Yeah, because because you want to know everything. I know. So... You know, if you, it's better to just spring it on me. Mm-hmm. Like, that's such teasing. That's just troublemaking. So Would you, like, how is it troublemaking? I'd be like, oh, I'm going to get you a surprise. What? No, but I'll say something like, oh, be available at this time tomorrow. <laughs> and then you'll be like, why? And I'll say it's a surprise. And you'll still be trying to find out what it is. So what does that mean? It's teasing. It's teasing. Okay. We've got um, a few topics to cover today. Well, it might be um, fun to go over like some of the stuff we've been up to since the last time that we spoke. Um, what are some things that you think are notable, what we've done lately? Um, we did go to a sex party like a few weeks ago, like, which was a one that we haven't been to before. So that was fun. That was interesting. Um, which one was that? Where was that? <laughs> You've forgotten already. Yeah, what area was that in? The one that was near by us, near our home. Oh, okay. You were mentioning it you the said, other day. You were like, oh, that was a few weeks ago. I think that was like a couple of months ago now, isn't it? No, I think it's about at most a month ago. Okay. Yeah, that was in July time. Okay. Yeah. So went to that one. I was a bit high at the time. And then I sobered up as the I night went on. What? I had some weed, like I find, like Brilliant. I'm like a weed novice, really and truly. Like I don't really know too much about strains or anything like that. But recently, I've learned how to roll, so that makes me feel like I have a new superpower. So I managed to like roll like a spliff. You guys can ask Mrs. Truth what country she's from. <laughs> Should I answer? No, someone can ask you on your. Yeah, so I'm quite late to getting into, like, weed properly, which I think is probably a good thing. I don't think I needed to know too much about weed back in uni. I don't think it would have been helpful to me, but now it's fun. So, yeah, so the sex party that we went to was fun. It was, like, more, like, at somebody's house, and it was, like, a, a 
it was a decent gathering of like people. It was fun. There were like a few guests who were like a bit excited, I would say. Um, where there was one stage in the night where me and like everyone was like walking around waiting for the action to start and say, oh, nothing's happening yet. Nothing's happening yet. But my stance on it is that if you go somewhere and you're looking for that action to happen, then you can also just start it yourself rather than waiting for somebody else to do it. Like make your own fun. It took a while. Yeah, for stuff to get started. And people kept complaining that nothing was happening, but they were complaining nothing was happening, but they themselves weren't doing anything. anything. So it's like you can't come to the party and expect people are just going to put on a show for you as well. Although that might happen naturally anyway, but I just feel like it's not the best way to go to just like expect it. If you want something to happen, you can make something happen. So as is, I guess, what we would like, what we usually do anyway, is we ended up starting some action as well in one of the rooms. And like this guy, he was so happy that we had started off the action. Yeah. Like, I think this guy was like, they must have been on something, him and his partner. Like, I think they were on coke. Coke or something. He was like, yeah, I was waiting for a real nigga to get shit started. (laughs) (laughs) But the joke is, yeah, the guy just kept talking. You thought he would say that and done, yeah? No. This guy, like, he just kept going on. So we're like mid having sex now. And this guy's still trying to like run a conversation and it's like, dude, like, you need to stop talking to us now. Like, do what you're doing. Yeah, but that was funny. Like the the party was good. It was fun. We met like um a few people that we kept into contact with and, and like met up like on different occasions as well. Mm-hmm. So we that was bit, good. We had a bit of fun, like with uh another couple in the place where um we were just both in the same room on the same bed mm-hmm. both um having sex with our own part with our own partners yeah but just next to each other that was quite hot to see the other couple yeah and stuff so you're like feeding things. off each other's energy and like yeah that was fun and then there was um me and the girl from the other couple played as well so yeah that happened too and that was like really fun what else happened during that party there was like one guy there who like he was having like a really great time man like from the time that we stepped in the place no it wasn't from that time it was like a bit after we stepped in the place this guy and this other girl they were just like at it from like the time we like shortly after we got in till still when we were leaving marathon man yeah you know what i was saying because he was like it was mainly black people at the party and he was like one of the only white guys in there mm. and he was with a black girl and he, I felt like this guy was trying to like what like he had a point to prove yeah this guy was going <laughs> solid this guy was going I swear he was like banging her for like two hours straight mm-hmm. and then afterwards this guy was sweating like hell he was like to me oh you know the girl she couldn't take it anymore I could have kept going <laughs> he was like oh no that's just beginning yeah, but I feel like he was doing a lot there. Yeah, he was like, doing a lot. But he was funny. He was, he was, yeah. He was, a, he was a cool guy. Yeah. Um, where else have we been to? We went to a fire play workshop as mm-hmm. well, and that was, like, really fun. I guess, like, I've always, I think everybody just has a natural fear of fire as well. So going into that class, like, it was very liberating in a way 
because you're like literally doing like what you've always been told not to do, which is to play with fire. And it wasn't like, you're expecting it to be like blazing, blazing hot. But when you've actually got it on you, it's more like of a warm sensation. Don't get me wrong. Some of it is like quite warm where you feel like it's gonna, it might burn, but it doesn't get to that point. But yeah, what you do basically is that they have this particular fuel that they use for fire play. And you use like these instruments that sort of look like drumsticks. So they're dipped in that fuel and then you set that on fire and then you can use that and roll it across somebody's skin. And there were other methods as well that they were doing. Yeah, so usually the person's like lying down on a bed or something or some kind of bench or something. And then, yeah, you're just using that, those drumsticks to like either tap over them. You can yeah. tap them with it or you can like, yeah, hover it over them. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's a nice warm sense. I would say it's mainly like a hot massage, kind of like a hot, if you ever had a hot stone massage, Yeah. It's kind of like that. But obviously, depending on where you put it or how long you put it on people and stuff like that, it can get intense. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, and like we were doing things like drawing shapes with the fuel on each other's skin and then setting that on fire. So you're using things like, um, like you know those lighters that you usually use like to light a stove or something like that? That type of thing is like what we were using to like for the ignition of the fuel. And there was also um, one technique that they showed us where you actually use like hair mousse or hair gel and set that on fire so you can draw it on somebody in a certain pattern and then it will go, you'll see the fire like going around the pattern. Like, a do- like dominoes. Like yeah, dominoes dropping that was sick. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was sick. And there was another technique they had, which was fireballing, where they had, they literally had the fuel in a spray bottle and then you would spray that like over the flame and then that would create like a mini explosion over yeah. your skin. You know, it's the same thing, you know, when you're younger and you got like a Lynx bowl, and then mm-hmm. you spray it onto a lighter. Yeah. A big ball of flame. Mm-hmm. It's basically, it's just doing the Lynx spray. Yeah, so basically that. Onto someone. But less dangerous, like more controlled. So yeah, that's something that we are now able to do. So I definitely like up for trying that and they have another thing as well called um flash cotton so it looks like cotton wool and you set it on fire and it just like goes poof like very quickly so that one is probably like the least intimidating thing to use after doing that class i feel like they should have given us a certificate yeah i know man like i'm ready to fuck with fire yeah like i'm now certified yeah yeah so Remember like putting that up on your wall like when your family come yeah i know <laughs> be like what is this for like with your like graduation pictures and <laughs> yeah but that was like really good that was really good and they were talking about how to incorporate it in play as well so one of the instructors was talking about how you can blindfold somebody and then they'll be able to like smell the burning or like you know and feel the heat and the sensation and like how that can just mess with somebody's head that type of stuff so it does seem like really and also like the warming sensation on your skin is like very sensual so yeah like i definitely recommend it like if you get the chance to to try and learn it and what else has there been we've featured on the um just a tip podcast so i think a few of you might have listened to that as well 
so great podcast like listen to that if you get the chance to as well so both of us were on that um what else i think that's like yeah so we've just been meeting people having fun doing mad stuff living life yeah basically so um we've been doing more rope stuff like on our own too which has been like fun like especially like being tied up and fucked is like you know like a really big rush and also tying up somebody else and having that control and power over them as well is sick i think that um one of the things definitely we want to try because uh, with the um, the rope class that we've gone to is anatomy studio yeah anatomy studio in south london in south london which have been really great so you should check them out if you're interested in yeah rope play but um we definitely want to go to um the next stage of classes where they learn how to suspend someone in the air and stuff like Mm -hmm. that so that will be really cool yeah Uh, we went to um hellfire club yeah so we met this couple and we went to Hellfire Club with them. I think I might have mentioned Hellfire Club on the previous podcast episodes as well. Great club. I think we have, yeah, because we've talked about it before. I'm not sure we've talked about it. Yeah. I, I think that Hellfire should actually be paying us for promotion. <laughs> Maybe. Same also. like with Love Honey as yeah, well. Yeah, because we were talking about them. But yeah, Grace, we went down there with a couple. We played with a couple. That was really fun. Yeah, and like they've got... Um, this thing now where they have a cinema room so it's like properly got like cinema chairs and everything like that where they play like porn so it's like their porn cinema and they've got a new feature now because in one of the rooms there's a camera in there and if like people go in there then they will live stream what you're doing in that room to the porn cinema so yeah that is like sick to become a superstar yeah I don't was it on that day no, it, wasn't. it wasn't on that day but we were in that room I guess in the hopes that <laughs> they would turn it on but yeah we did give like a bit of a show and in that club as well like I think we probably said as well before is that you have the option to allow to close the room and open up the blinds so that other people can see you through the window so other people who are in the venue will be able to see what you're doing in the room so if you're like an exhibitionist, then that's definitely like the you. place you want to go to. Like you? Yeah, so I'm definitely an exhibitionist. Like, what can I say? I like to flex. Mm. <laughs> Don't I know. Are you not an exhibitionist then? No. You're not an exhibitionist? I'm, I'm very conservative. Man, okay. All right. If, if you say so. <laughs> and so, the, yeah, so I think that's basically what we've been up to recently. Yeah. Yeah, so living life. Still lots of stuff to learn and explore and so forth. But yeah, it's been a great journey. So the next topic that we were going to get into is, or it's a question, is, is the black community conservative when it comes to sexuality? So it's something that both of us have been thinking about for a while and like different conversations that we've had with people that we've met. It's sort of come up where people will say like, oh, I feel that a lot of this sexuality stuff is more for white people or you can't really meet somebody who, like, say if you're looking for a partner, you can't really find a black partner who's, like, on the same wavelength of you as you sexually and how that's difficult and how it's difficult to speak to people about other, like, kinky things that you might be into. 
But side point, remember that time where we were meant to um, meet up with this girl and this girl was Asian. I don't know what country her family was from, but she kept asking like, oh, do you know, are you sure that we don't know each other? Are you sure you don't know anybody that I know? Like she was proper paranoid and was like, no, I don't know anybody. But So I think like the fear of people getting caught for what they want to do is, is very real. Would you say though that black people are more judgmental than oh. like say their white counterparts though? I wouldn't say more judgmental necessarily, but I feel like there's a certain identity that people in the black community kind of have of where it is to be, you know, black. And on one way it can be a safety blanket to people, but on the other side it can be very restrictive. Mm-hmm. And it can also um, cause people to be ostracized as well. So the big, so the big thing, you know, which everybody knows, for a guy to give head to a woman. Back in the day, definitely when I was younger, that's like one of the worst things you can do. Dark ages, man. Yeah, and it's like, but some people still flex like that today. You still see some people with that kind of attitude, chatting shit. Definitely, which is sad. Like, I feel like it's rarer for women to say like black women to say, oh, I don't give heads. I feel like that's a lot rarer than men saying, oh, I don't, I'm not gonna go down. I think on social media, it does sometimes give the impression that more people are more open to trying different things. But I also think sometimes it seems to go hand in hand with shaming as well in the black community. And that's like, I don't wanna say like, oh, it's mainly black people who act a certain way or try to like pathologize it or something like that because other communities also have their conservative elements for a variety of reasons. But it does come across that, you know, if you're caught doing certain things, it's more of like, you know, your rep- it seems like more of your reputation is at stake. Like people won't let it go as easily if yeah. it like gets out. Yeah, because I remember there's still the video of that guy it was like it always comes out every Christmas time. The guy who was like and giving, years. Yeah. yeah, giving head to the girl on the steps. Yeah. And people start cussing him. The guy's life got fucked up because I feel bad for that guy, man. Because he got caught giving head to someone. Yeah. And that is like yeah. And I I think about it and I think like, would that have happened if everybody in that video was American? Oh, what was you black American? Yeah, oh, if they're no, black Americans, would it have had this yeah, same so. like impact? And no, I feel no, no. that sort of symbolizes, in a way, where black UK people are at to a certain extent. Well, not at because that was something that happened like quite a few years ago. I think some things have moved on since yeah, then. I don't, I don't think things will necessarily ex- go down exactly in the same way now. Yeah, moving on like that was like three years ago, mm-hmm. but still at the same time. It's, uh, it just shows you part of, you know, the bigger problem that's there. Yeah. And, you know, it's when you hang out with people, and I'm assuming everybody who probably listens to this podcast is probably a bit open-minded to actually listen to it. Mm-hmm. But I know that you have friends, and when you talk to the friends, you see how kind of closed-minded they are or just how, you know, unwilling to think outside the think away from what is prescribed to be the norm mm-hmm. you know whether that's giving head or 
being interested in other stuff. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you don't need to be interested in other people's things. But the only thing is that it's just allow people to do the stuff. Like, you don't need to be judging the people for doing the other stuff or looking down at them. Yeah. Or being into the stuff that you're not into. Yeah, exactly. It does feel as if things are, like, moving on. But sometimes I see certain, like, opinions, like, say, on Twitter, not really so much Tumblr, or just, like, people say certain things and you just think, really? And I think sometimes, like, it feels like we're in a bit of a bubble because we are usually around other open-minded people and have conversations with other open-minded people as well, that sometimes it can be a bit of a shock to hear some people's like opinions on on things and you just think like oh okay and like i've like not also come into things straight away feeling like you know being super liberated being like sex positive all of that type of stuff it was like a journey for me as well but then when it comes to like people who are like younger than me sometimes i just i think like oh so you guys are having this as well yeah and it's like we met a few different people who were married previously and then they left their husbands because their husbands were really shaming them about stuff mm-hmm. and people shaming their partners because they squirt yeah that is their, a big one you know, sh- um, shaming their partners because you know they want to try different stuff like uh even giving head and stuff like yeah that. people shaming their like partners over that and to me it's it's crazy it's just it's looked at as well when you go to into the world of kink and stuff like bdsm and things like that a lot of black people don't see that as something they do it's more something other people do i've been to a sex party where for some reason bdsm came up and somebody was like oh that's white people shit (laughs) and you would think that Uh, in a sex party people would be like more "Eh, that's your thing whatever but not really like or let me not say not really i think it depends on like the mentality of like individuals obviously yeah. funny thing that we notice is like when we've met up with um black women haven't necessarily done a kink or stuff like that they want to get um kind of restricted in some way or choked and different stuff like that like they'll be like I've never tried this before give it a go then they just fully yeah they're like fuck me (laughs) (laughs) yeah they'll be wanting to do like all sorts of like mad stuff in the end so I think some people they just need the opportunity and like the safe space to explore things and then they will try it out but then if they haven't previously felt that way then that won't happen and I remember we had a conversation with somebody like a while back where they were talking about how they would like to try more BDSM stuff and that they would like to try exploring more stuff about sexuality and stuff, but they feel like it's going to ruin their prospects of getting a partner, which I think is like quite sad, where I understand why people have that fear because a lot of people, if you tell them, look, I'm into this, I'm into that, blah, 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 they'll be like, you know, I don't want to deal with this. Some guys, they feel threatened by women approaching them. They feel like, why would I go out with a girl who tries to move to me first? Mm. So people with that kind of mentality will also be like, oh, why would I go out with a girl who is into this stuff or has done this stuff? So, Or they'll be thinking about who else she's done it with. Yeah, but to me, I feel like that's a good like 
that's a good filter. So if you if you live your life how you want, and then you because you don't do you really want to get with a partner? The same with with, a, with guys as well. Like, do you really want to get with a partner who wouldn't want to be with you because you've expressed the way that you are? Like, mm. then you'll be always be hiding yourself from that person. True. So. But for some people, the relationship is worth that because then they will get somebody that they can be with for a long time if they, you know, give up those things. Is that, I don't know, because in my, in my mind, like, will you be happy if you're always... I don't feel like a person can be properly happy mm. if they're just hiding themselves all the time. Yeah. If you're, like, denying who you are. And then also, if you're trying to be open-minded and stuff like that, if you get a person, if you get with a partner who's really close-minded, is that going to be a healthy relationship yeah. as well? I think um, part of the problem as well is for a lot of us, like say in the black community and like people in general, is that we're raised to feel or like there's different things that reinforce the point that sex is more of a vice. It's like more of a deviancy in that really the ideal is that that's something that you do with somebody in a marriage and you do certain things within like a, in certain confines and that therefore you shouldn't allow it to control your life it's you know it's not it's not holy or it's not good or whatever having religion and stuff inside people's backgrounds is something that i feel can be really harmful to people because you can always a lot of time you see so many people who when you talk to them they're like yeah they were raised religious and then yeah because this being they're always told that sex is bad which was reinforced by their mm-hmm. um, religion then that's what's messed them up yeah and you know that's it's crazy and you know you think about it like even in america where you have the what they call the bible belt or the southern mm-hmm. states where you get those really conservative rednecks and they're yeah. really hardcore christians and you know those are the, the kind of things that those people will be into that you would like laugh at them about mm. or be like these guys are crazy is certain things which you know older people in the black community would have similar kind of thoughts to that yeah and then they're they're really we don't think of them as being conservative because they're black and we just cut we see conservatism as like an old white man thing but these people have got the same ideals yeah, definitely. Like I think definitely like in environments have been around because I went to um, school like not in this country and we used to have people come into our school and talk about abstinence is the only way as well. We did get some other messages that were like more positive, but the main thing that we were taught is that abstinence is the way you shouldn't be having sex. Um, if you have sex, then STDs are the punishment that you will get for having sex um don't let any boys touch you basically any type of sex is basically like people trying to take advantage of you it wasn't taught about like how it can really be pleasurable or anything like that it's just this is the thing that you're going to get tempted into and you have to resist by any means necessary that's sort of like a lot of how the messaging was and that you know you shouldn't really be having sex unless you're married so any last thoughts to wrap it up yeah, I'd say that our black black is the black community conservative. I would say, to a certain extent, yes. So to answer the question, <laughs> okay. So the next topic is 
how to talk to your partner about getting into kink and the like alternative, alternative lifestyle. lifestyle and stuff with them. Mm-hmm. So, well, what's your suggestions of how people? What's the suggestion? Into? I would say that it won't necessarily be easy. I think it's a lot easier if both of you are on the same page to talk about things. And going into this type of thing can be quite daunting for people. So if you're going to talk to your partner about it, I do think that you should exercise a element of patience as well. Um, And I also think if somebody does talk to you about this as well, you should try to be, if your partner talks to you about this type of thing, try to be open-minded. I think the best thing is to communicate and keep each other informed about what your thoughts are and what it is that you want to do and what your feelings are going through each stage as well. Um, but it's really important that you do it together because you don't want the other person to feel left out as if like you have this idea and you're sort of like going off with your idea and you're not considering their feelings. Yeah. It seems like most of the time, so with our case, and most of the people I come across, it's like the guy's idea to get into things. Mm-hmm. I think probably like 90% of the time. Yeah. That's the nice Which, you know, that one always, or that's, I understand why, because generally men are less, or men are given more of a space to explore stuff than women are. Yeah. But yeah, I wish it would be that more women yeah, would, would be the ones to mm-hmm. kind of take control of their own sexuality in that way yeah and suggest stuff but then also i guess a lot of people could also who might have those thoughts could also be quite scared that if they say that to their guy yeah hey let's open up stuff or whatever the guy's gonna flip out yeah i think there's more at stake in general for a woman to bring it up to a male partner Mm -hmm. to say that type of stuff and like you know we've spoken to people where they've said they've done that and it's not gone as well as they wanted to but I think the best thing is that if there's something that you want it's probably better for you to have it in the open and then deal with the consequences of that than to not say what it is that you know that you really want and you know if the bond between you is strong enough then it should be okay to suggest things it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to go straight into doing it or that now by force it has to go this one particular way without you discussing it. It just means that someone's coming to you and expressing something that they're interested in. Yeah, and I think that the important thing when you're, maybe when you're bringing stuff like this up to your partner, if you want to get into this thing, is to, you know, to be open and honest because if they feel like you're hiding stuff, then they're not going to trust you and they'll always feel like, they might always be like, is there something else that they're trying like, is it that they're doing this to get to, you know, point B that they're not telling me about? Mm. But if you're, like, completely honest with them, sometimes it might be difficult or uncomfortable, but then at least they can always trust that, all right, they're saying the actual truth of what's going on. There's not, like, a hidden agenda here. Mm-hmm. So I'd say being communicating a lot is very important and also just being honest as well mm. so they can faithful in what you're saying yeah and I, I accept that communicating isn't the easiest thing to do as well it's not easy to like you know say exactly what it is that you want 
but it works out better in the long run if you're able to express that to somebody, to your partner. And if you're going in it together, then that would be the best thing. And I think start off slowly. Like even sometimes people want to jump into a deep end. Like they want to just suddenly be like, all right, let's do this. Okay, let's jump into an orgy. Mm-hmm. Or let's jump straight into like a threesome or foursome or yeah. whatever it is. And do you know what? That stuff is hard to do. It's actually hard to do mm-hmm. as well. People think it's like Beyonce. I woke up like this. Yeah, and, and it's know? like, it's not. It's, it's, it's actually hard to do. So, you know, start off slowly. Like if you're dependent on what you've done before, like maybe even just watch some porn together. Yeah. And say, what kind of stuff are you interested in? Yeah. Bam, 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 I'm interested in this, or that looks good, or that could be interesting. You know, start off being kinky yourself at home, you know, maybe introduce, you know, something, you know, something small, like maybe just handcuffs if you've never done anything Mm -hmm. before, or just tying someone's hands up with some ropes, or, you know, maybe go outside at night time in a dark place and have a bit of fun outside. So, you know, it's just starting to open up and push in boundaries before you start. You don't have to start involving other people like straight away or you don't even have to involve other people mm-hmm. at all if you don't want to yeah and the m- most important thing is that everybody's got their own everybody's individual you know you don't need to follow other people's mm-hmm. things like even like say if you're looking at like what we're doing you don't have to think to yourself like oh well mrs truth is doing this and she's doing that like i need to do that you don't need to feel like that way at all regardless of what anybody else is doing it's what fits you personally and what fits you as a couple or as more than a couple um like what is it that you want to to get out of that sort of situation and like for example like what uh, mr true said about like starting things slowly like for example you could go to like a sex club or a sex party and like you know just observe or just do stuff with just you two together. You don't have to, okay, right, there's an orgy here and there's this person here, we're just gonna go all out. And also you can talk about, oh, suppose we go to this place, if this happens, how would you feel about it? And then you could like talk about things and you know think ahead of like what your feelings might be. Yeah, I think a good thing that we use, or still do today, is after we meet other people, we always talk about it afterwards and be like, what did you like? How do you think that this went? Mm-hmm. What was good about this? Yeah. So in that, you know, we can we can learn from each other to say, to see what each other liked. And so going forwards, we can improve. We can also see if, hey, if this person wasn't as comfortable with this or they thought that something could have been done in a better way, then, you know, you can learn going forwards. Yeah. You know, as I'm saying, communicate learn trial and error learn and just be kind of open yeah and it's likely there might be times that you do feel uncomfortable about things and it's good to talk about that in the open sometimes like you might feel strange about something it doesn't necessarily mean that the thing that you're doing is bad there might be something else going on in the background there might be something in particular about how things played out that is making you uncomfortable, that maybe you want to avoid, maybe you were having a bad day. It could be anything, but it's important to like, actually like accept your feelings and talk about it and take it from there. Yeah, 
that's good. Yeah. So, did you have a few questions that your followers were sent sending you? Yeah, so I got some questions. So, first question is, where do I find lingerie as a dark-skinned woman? So, for, really, I think that any sort of colour of lingerie goes well on dark skin in my opinion anyway but I think maybe what you um, might be thinking about is in terms of like brighter colours because a lot of the lingerie that gets sold is either black white or red and there's not as much variety but one place that I find where there is like a lot of colours available is Anne Summers and that's where like if you're on my tumblr blog like more of my recent pictures with the colourful laundry, a lot of it is from Ann Summers. So that's where I would definitely recommend if you want to get something more colourful in that regard. If you want to spend a whole lot more money, Jeez. then you could go to Coco Delamere um, and check out their stuff. They have really beautiful laundry. It will set you back a lot, but their stuff is fire. So that's what I would recommend. Second question someone who wants to start eating us but is afraid that if he does it to a woman that she will use it against him in an argument mm. so he wants to know what to do what type of person are you necessarily doing this with that you feel is going to throw this back at you in an argument i mean is that the type of person that you feel that they are or do you feel that you're your kind of fears might be a unreasonable fear. I understand where the fear is coming from there. Mm. Because some people are some people are like that. Yeah, some people are vindictive and I think also the nature of the act is sort of like you're being submissive to somebody else by eating their ass. So mm. there is an element of that. Mm. So if you do that, then the person you do it to can throw it back in your face because they know that they've got like leverage over you yeah. so i'm not trying to deny that that doesn't yeah, happen I, in some cases i know that that does happen yeah but then i'm saying that is that the kind of person that you want to be with or is it are you saying that you you can't even tell when that person i mean the type of people that would do that kind of thing but like say this guy now mm -hmm. say he's not in a relationship with somebody yeah it's just random and you meet some girl like maybe their fuck buddies or whatever else and he decides to do it he wants to be able to do it and not have any drama come back to him he wants to eat some ass with no complications yeah so what does he do if it's someone that you're just messing with that's just your fuck buddy is no deeper than that or they're not really involved in your life then you know you could just get in there do what you want there's no what's it called there's no attachments no drama it's done but mm -hmm. if it's someone that maybe you're seeing kind of on and off, you know a few people, it's not that deep, but, you know, you know some people. And yeah. She, I mean, you know some people that she knows and so on. Yeah, like... you got to do it with your... Uh, oh, sorry. No, I was going to say, like, it is very possible to, like, have sex with people and then not see them again. Like, I know that probably sounds messed up, but, like, that is then you won't have to worry about anybody saying anything about you. But you can also, the option is also to do it with somebody who, who you trust. Yeah, but that's, that's what I was saying. Yeah. What type of person is it that you like? Why, to me, 
if it was especially someone that I was seeing over and over again, or if they were my girlfriend, then I wouldn't be necessarily messing with them if they're the kind of person I feel like, shit, this person could start yeah. chatting shit about me. But if it is someone that, you know, you're just kind of messing with and you feel like this person could chat shit about mm. me. I think maybe there's an element of... One route you could take is trying to get to know the person a bit more because we've met people and like obviously like stuff we might do might be fun but it's like a bit niche you can sometimes get a feel of what people are like and whether they're like a bit you know scatty or whatever from the conversations that you have with them and also their opinions on certain topics as well like I don't know like what's her opinion on I don't know gay men or bi men or guys being submissive. Yeah, or men being sexually open. Like, what are her opinions on that? You know, if she's, like, very, like, um, rigid about, you know, how she feels about masculinity or feels that somebody's less of a man for doing particular things, then she might be the type of person to snitch on you or you or bring it up in an argument. Like, it's not foolproof, but I think people's mentality on certain things can sort of indicate to you whether they're the type of person to do that yeah and then i would say on the other hand if it is the case that you're not sure or whatever it is and you still want to do it then i'd say do it with your chest mm-hmm. own it you did it if what she brings up that she brings up in an argument or whatever that oh yeah you ate my ass be like yeah yeah what's wrong with eating us like exactly uh, and you liked it and yeah <laughs> she'd just be being really ungrateful really like imagine like somebody eats your ass and you're out here trying, yeah trying to shame them about it no i so so yeah so to summarize you're saying try to get you can try to get to know people yeah and you from the you can start to tell the kind of person they are i agree with that mm-hmm. and i'm like if it is your girlfriend or something, shit, are you, do you want to be messing with that kind of person anyway? Mm-hmm. If they're the kind of people that might be chatting shit with you, you know, you still, it's a shady person or whatever, and you still want to do it, then I say, don't be ashamed of what you're doing, man. Just go forth, do it. If they chat shit about you, say it with your chest, back yourself up and say, fuck it, I did it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think there was one other thing I was going to add to that. Yeah, and also you can have a conversation before you guys do anything, like, what's her opinion on, like, is she into that? Would she be on trying that? That type of thing. Yeah. And then see what her reaction is. Yeah, probably don't spring it onto someone. Yeah, that's not a good idea. You're not, like, if they're not your, like, partner or something like that, don't just spring it on them. Yeah, it can be good to, like, give them a heads up so that they're not, you know, shocked and that it doesn't go left. Okay, so the other question that I've had is how do you explore your sexuality? And they've clarified that this can pertain to just sexuality in general and also to do with like, you know, LGBTQ plus things as well. So this could be a, this could have been a whole topic. I know. <laughs> it could be a whole it could be like a whole topic. But I'll just try to give like brief points. Yeah, let's give a let's give a quick answer now, and then let's 
on another episode we'll go into yeah then we might go into more detail because I think it does deserve like was more time no I know who who oh, sent okay. it um okay so in terms of exploring your sexuality in terms of like whether you might not be straight or you might not be cis or that type of thing there might be some elements of it that I'm not qualified to speak on but I would say is to maybe like think about how you felt like growing up like what has been like your feelings towards different groups of people um, and just trying to be open-minded you don't have to put a label on yourself straight away if that's not what you feel is right for you can also help to um, read up some resources about people in those communities and like their experiences and like say what their coming of age stories were. Um, Everybody's story is going to be different um, but you might come across somebody who you relate to. Um, But I think like mainly is just trying to go with what you feel, um, who you feel attracted to, what you feel is most authentic to yourself about how it is that you want to present or how it is that you want to express yourself. You can go to LGBT plus focused events if you would like to, and that might help to give you like a sense of community as well, because it's not, that's one thing as well is that I think people sometimes forget is that having a different um, identity other than straight isn't just like about sex as well. So you can do other things that don't necessarily involve sex as well. Um, it can help sometimes to talk to somebody about it and have somebody to, you know, like express yourself to and, and talk to them about how you feel. Yeah, I think it's really good. And <clears throat> I'm not going to comment on like sexuality as in the point of whether you're like heterosexual or whatever, because that doesn't uh, pertain to me or doesn't, I haven't got experience in that. But I would say just as in other ways of exploring your sexuality as in what you're into and stuff like that. I think an important part is to first of all see yourself is to try and get over the negativity towards yourself mm. which is trying to say that you know it's right it's okay for you to not, not even it's okay it's correct for everybody to want to explore sexuality it's a natural mm. thing and it's a journey it's, everybody has their own journey which comes across in different ways so it's trying to look at it as it's a journey that you can be going on and that should be an exciting journey and you don't know where it's going to end or you don't know where it's going to go but just look at it as it's something that try and have a positive spin on it that you don't need to follow know that society wants to box you in but yeah. you want to stand up against society you want to be your own person and you deserve to be your own person so be happy to or try and look at the journey as something which is fun to go at yeah. and also you you know you don't need to label yourself as anything yet or at any point do what you want um you know stay safe do what you want um and there'll be some stuff that you might come across that you find out later that you don't like there's some stuff that you might go along and then you learn that there's new stuff that you like yeah so it's always you know it's always evolving and stuff so don't have just be happy or, or try just be willing to try different things and see you know where it takes you yeah i'd say just to add to that is i'd say give yourself the space to also change your mind Mm. and to change your perspective like one day you might be interested in something and another day you might find out actually i've looked into this deeper and now i feel this particular way and that's okay as well and i think on 
like both points is the biggest thing that will hinder you, I guess, is shame. And that is a hard thing to let go of. So you need to like let go of people's like judgments of you. That's not to say that you now need to shout it from the rooftops or go around trying to prove things to people, but in yourself, you have to like let go of that voice that's telling you that this is wrong, I should be like this, I should do that, etc. etc. And just try to be your authentic self and yeah, and feel your feelings. Yeah. When I was little, I thought I liked booty. <laughs> and I realised as I got older I did like booty. <laughs> that was a very wise point. That was my that was part of my journey, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, and then there was other stuff on top of that as well that I, that is great. Okay, what's the other stuff that you found out? Like pussy. <laughs> yeah, but that sums up what we have to say about that subject. So that brings us to the end of the podcast episode. Hoping to have another one with you sometime soon. Thank you for listening. Um, you can find me on Tumblr, which is Truth in the Booty tumblr.com you can also find me on twitter which is at truth in the booty you can also find the podcast which is the truth in the booty podcast on itunes and it's also on soundcloud as well with the same name so thank you for listening and hoping to Where speak to you they, soon and what can they find on your tumblr on my tumblr you can see pictures of my booty if you want to look at that you can see pictures of me in lingerie You can see my witty commentary if you'd like to and other stuff that I'm interested in. Thank you for listening and speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. Like me, do she work that body? Throw that ass like a pump, 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 pump it hot. Do she handle it like she?